Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For Shepard, he's got a block, he's got room to the 15, to the 10, to the 5, dies for the end zone, and is he in? Touchdown, Giants! Sterling Shepard on a 23-yard run, and the Giants strike first. Play fake to Morris, Jones throws it left, he completes it, diving for the end zone, and the pylon is Shepard, is he in? Touchdown, Giants! He was wide open in the left flat, Shepard's second touchdown of the game. Takes the snap, he's back. Under pressure, he's going to get sacked by Kyler Fackrell. Fourth sack of the day by the Giants. He's been perfect today. Snap is good. Kick on its way. And it is right down Broadway. Three receivers right. Dalton back. Under pressure. Dalton's going to get sacked again by Leonard Williams. His third in the ball game. With Schultz and Lamb. Gallup split left. Dalton back to throw. Nobody's open. He slides to his left. Now he sidearms it into the end zone. And it's intercepted by the Giants. Picked off by Xavier McKinney. The rookie gets his first career interception and seals the deal for Big Blue with 1.15 to go. Welcome to episode number 28 of the Always a Giants podcast, sponsored by NYGiantsAlliance.com and the Thrive Fantasy app. You already know the deal with the Thrive Fantasy app. 
deposit fifty dollars, we get fifty dollars, you get fifty dollars back because we gotta keep the podcast running somehow. Corey, it's Victory Monday and fuck Philly. It's uh well, it's our last victory Monday, unfortunately. Um, Monday. But we did finish off the season after one and seven. We finished off six and three. Uh, that's, I don't care like who you are as a head coach and a team. That's, you know, listen, we, we, we didn't play well, obviously, the three weeks prior. Um, no. But, uh, I'm happy that we finished off on a better note. We got to, we got a little better taste of Daniel Jones yesterday. A lot of up, a lot of you know inconsistency, some ups and downs. But I think ultimately he did enough to uh, to hold on to that victory. Um, a couple other standout performances that we can get into, and. Um, you know, I mean, then we, we kind of look forward to uh, to the offseason. And, and look, I mean, I guess, you know, I mean, me and you, we could both agree that we were just like, we were not ha- we were not happy doing the recap last week. Not at all. Nah, not at all, man. That was more of the Giants team that we've been seeing throughout the year, especially in our win streak in, in yesterday's game. I, I don't know why it took us a month to get back to that level again. Uh, I don't know. Why do you think it took us that? I mean, we had six sacks yesterday, and, you know, we, we ran the ball a little bit more yesterday. I don't think we we still could have ran it a little bit more, but why do you think it took us, like, a month to get back to, like, the way we were playing football? I don't know. I mean, I mean honestly, Dallas sucks. Their defense is horrible. They're ranked 32nd in the league, so, you know, we should have been able to run on them. We should have threw all over them. Daniel Jones should have had that five touchdowns that I predicted. You know, that's, I, was thinking, I was thinking about that too. It's it looked like, like it was it was possible um, at least three or four. Yeah, he's still he's Evan, still Evan Evan fucking Ingram, Pro Bowler Evan Ingram can't catch a fucking cold or COVID in I don't know what the hell. Like he's responsible for eleven of those interceptions. Like you can put that on Daniel Jones all you want, but. You gotta catch a ball when it hits you right in the fucking hands, dude. Well, when you're when you're, I mean, I don't know. Again, I don't know how he got selected uh, to the Pro Bowl. I, I could probably pick out a few other tight ends that were better. I mean, you can even throw Logan Thomas at this point. Is a better. Throw, you could throw like yeah. five of them out there that were better than him. I really don't want to, but I mean, now no, I'm kind not, of like we're not gonna. But he he made it. Congratulations, Dan. Dan Arnold on on the Cardinals, <laughs> dude. Um, I guess when you really look at it, though, I guess there's not really a lot of good tight ends. But anyways, uh, well, plus George, hurt. all the good ones were hurt. Yeah, I mean? George George Kittle was was hurt. I mean, he's obviously the best tight end. I mean, uh, they but... they did say last night during the Eagles game, and again, fuck Philly for fucking putting in Nate Sutfeld. I hate you guys. Um, nah, listen, hold on, back up a little bit, because oh, obviously, on. hold on, we we do have to address it. I mean, yeah, sure, you could say that, but like, I'll take Zach Ertz next year if the Eagles don't want him. Um, well, I don't know how much game he has left in him. I mean, he doesn't. He used to be so good as a tight end. Game, he just needs to be in the right system. He's not in the right system right now. Obviously, I don't know. I mean, he he 
was so let me just say this he was so effective as a tight end in this league that he would sometimes warrant the number one cornerback covering him in games and he would still find ways this year boy man that was not I don't know what kind of Zach Ertz that was but you know he was emotional today I'll tell you that much in his last press conference with the Eagles so um I don't think that's the one I would target. I, I would talk. I mean, we could talk about free agency, maybe another re, you know, podcast episode. Um, but I, I don't think tight end is uh, the one I would target, unless they decide to let Evan Ingram go. Um, I don't. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea if Dave Gettleman's coming back. I mean, I think I saw a cover of an article about a few hours ago that there's no indication that he will be fired or will step down to a lower position unless he retires. I mean, I only think the only way I think Dave Gettleman is out of the GM position is if he steps down for health reasons. That's the only reason I see him stepping down from the GM position. You know, they had I'm a not like of, I'm not opposed today. So I right, I'm not like opposed to like keeping him for another off season. You kind of have gotten like, you know the hint that like I was kind of happy with like the way he was able to continue trying to like get this on the right page this past off season. And he did a pretty good job, man, with the draft yeah. class, with the you free got agents. James I mean, Bradbury, Kyle Fackrell, yeah. like, and a, Lake and a new, yep. And he kept Leonard Williams and a new coaching staff. And, you know, ultimately I guess it kind of boils down to like, you know, Daniel Jones really has DG's faith fate in his hands you know and, and you really need this kid to step up whether it's you know maybe signing Kenny Galladay boy I would love like a six foot four Kenny Galladay on my team any day my of the week Plaxico Burris. dude that's what I mean I mean Kenny Galladay if people that do listen I mean he clearly it's like it's like a player it's like Jamar Chase basically saying opting out of his last year at LSU to be ready for the draft Kenny Galladay, I'm not saying he's a prima donna, but, like, he basically just opted out of the Lions season, like, saying, fuck this. I'm waiting for free agency. I'm you guys are paid. all. He'll get paid. He'll get yeah, paid regardless. There's a lot of good wide receivers coming out of the draft, too. So, like, I don't think I want to invest. I like – I want a defensive end, I think. Oh, yeah, so, I'm not saying with the first-round pick. I'm saying there's – you know, we don't have many draft picks this year because of the trades we made, but we if we can find some of them in the third, fourth round, you know, because we found studs out there before. Victor Cruz, if you're listening, my boy, like Patterson, New Jersey, stand up. Like, you know, he was one of them. You know what I mean? Uh, Hakeem Nix comes to mind. Like, he wasn't yeah, – He's not a third. Hakeem Nix was a first-round draft pick. He was a first-round pick, but he wasn't supposed to be anything special. Um, yeah, I mean, the Giants, you know, you got to give Daniel Jones some people to throw to. I don't know. I think maybe Shepard's contract might be up this year. I mean, way to step up in the last game of the season, Sterling. I know you got a touchdown last week, but God, like, where was that all fucking season, dude? Like, we needed that from you, man. Like, and you know what? I wouldn't be like, I'm not opposed to parting ways with him. I'm really not. Um, or Ingram, but you know, if you do, then you got to replenish and you got to improve. You got to give, you got to give Daniel Jones and people can agree, can disagree with like what I'm saying right now. You know, at the end of the day, 
You know, what would you rather have? My older brother and I were having an argument. Would you rather have a guy like Aaron Rodgers? Like, would you have like, would you rather have the worst, the worst quarterback in the league with the best receivers to throw to, or would you rather have the best quarterback in the league with the worst receiving court to throw to? Pick one. I mean, think about it, Corey. Think about the cast of characters Eli Manning had throughout the years. Well, he also had some talent, though, that he was throwing to. Steve uh, yeah. Smith, you can't forget about him. Like, yeah, he was a I nice mean, Yeah, but he was also throwing to Reuben fucking Randall. And, you know, guys they picked up off the streets. Sonoris, Sonoris Moss. Right? Sonoris yeah. Moss, yeah. Jake Ballard, like. Yeah, I like Jake Ballard. That I mean, one. Jake Ballard. Was, I'm just saying, though, like Kevin Boss, like you, Mario Manningham, like who? I liked Mario Manningham. What is like, wrong with you? I like Mario Manningham too. I'm just saying, he was like the cast of wide receivers that Eli Manning got. They got belted dead hand. That's just facts. He had a horrible offensive line. He had a horrible wide receiving core most of his career. In the beginning, he had a solid receiving core when he had Imani Toomer, Plaxico Burris, and like that, and Jeremy Shockey still, you know. But after that, like, can you tell me anybody that was consistent after that besides Steve Smith and besides Victor Cruz and besides maybe Mario Manningham for a couple years after that? Like, well, no, we just mentioned Hakeem. We just mentioned, you know, Hakeem Nix and, and Odell Beckham, obviously, took the freaking lead by storm. I mean, you know, you remember, by the way, my older brother had to point out to me, <laughs> we actually won at one point in time in Saquon's rookie year. We had Saquon and Odell, same offense. Crazy, right? Yeah, I know. It's, it's crazy. It's, um, it is. you know, when you look at it, you – I mean, right now, listen, yeah. Corey. I mean, between me, you, the fridge, and everything else, you got to be happy with where the Giants are at right now. You know, they played meaningful football all the way up until week 17. When was the last time that happened? 2016. Yeah, granted, we went 11 and 5, but we got smoked in the playoff game against the Packers. Like, that was a fluke, you know, I believe. I think what hurts, John, is like the fact that like we had Tom Brady to go up against again and played Tampa Bay so yeah. well that Monday I, night game. And, I know, and we could have beat him. We could have yeah, beat him. It, it sucks. To, I mean, we would be the underdogs. It sucks wow. to know that like you know <laughs> the way that the Giants came out yesterday and in the preparation of their, their four-game winning streak, yeah, they would have came out prepared. And uh, you know what? Listen, I'm sure Washington's going to come out pretty prepared against Tampa Bay. That should be a decent game. If anything, I think all the wild card games look really like enticing to watch. Like some of them are just like a toss up. Like the Browns, Steelers, the Ravens, Titans, even like the Bills and Colts. Who's winning that game? You know, that's the AFC part. Um, NFC seems a little bit more easier. Like Bears and Saints. You know, the Saints are going to win. Um, Tampa Bay should beat Washington. Uh, and then, uh, what is it? The Rams and, and Seahawks, I think, playing each other. And, you know, that's kind of a toss up game in itself. So it should be fun to watch. I wish, I wish it was Tampa Bay and the Giants. But, you know what? You know what Logan Ryan said? He's like, there's no reason for us to be pissed off. We won six games this year. So, you know what? Exactly. That, that, that shows to all, me, like, they said he's all a, the he, right things after the post game. Yeah. Conference, I said they said all the right things. Yeah. Logan Ryan said the right things. Big yeah. Cat said all the right things. 
You know, yeah, big cat, three sacks we, yesterday. We handled our business, and Philly fucking put in Nate Sudfeld in the fourth quarter. So fuck yeah, that. you know what? They they wanted the sixth round overall pick. You know, they they had enough. They they evaluated they evaluated Jalen Hurts and uh, what was it like a fourth and three on the goal line and. Uh, it's like, the field oh, what are you doing? Like, go on, for the dude. go for the field goal, tie it up. Don't do this. No, um, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. But how about that interception by Epps on on Philly? You're like, he wasn't fucking down. You let him score a touchdown there. Let's and, talk about interception. Xavier McKinney sealed the game, motherfucker. Look well, at how that Wayne Gallman fumbled it right after. Okay, but fumble, but recovery. We got that shit. That was possession. Either way, that that interception. So Big Cat Leonard had three sacks, and he forced that interception to happen. Got right in the face of Dalton when Dalton was trying to roll out. Uh, how about real quick, John? I mean, Xavier McKinney kind of showing up the last like three or four weeks. Holy crap, dude! Eight total he tackles. Had two interceptions. If they didn't have a fucking penalty on the first one. Oh, was he the one that I had to go to the bathroom real quick? Did he pick that first interception? Twenty nine. Twenty million. Wow. Yep, he would have had two. Yeah, that's cool, man. Darnay Holmes played a little bit too yesterday. He was back. Yeah, he played a little bit. He didn't play much though. Yeah, well, that's you know because only played one snap yesterday. Oh, Isaac Yadam. One snap. Oh, one. one. Well, that's good. That's good. I don't think I don't I don't think Yadam's gonna. And return. the one and the one play that he came in for. Yeah. Was when um, uh, Land- uh, not Landon Collins. Sorry, uh, fucking um, Jabril. Jabril Had to get Bradford out, cramping up. Yeah, pulled uh, pulled the Derek Jeter on everybody pulled, by uh, Derek Jeter. Yeah, and came out for that one play. That was the John, only play. John, real quick about Jabril. You know how much I love this guy, bro. Why does he fair catch? And then finally on Sunday, he finally didn't have to fair catch as much. And he Dude, to he- We're getting better field position because of it. Dude, he is honestly. I'm not saying he's the fastest. He might be like one of the smarter punt returners in the league, but he sometimes plays it a little too cautious. Like he will give you 15 to almost 20 yards, like after the punt. It's incredible every time, dude. When have you really seen him like get caught right away? He doesn't. He doesn't. He gives you like good field position. He's awesome. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's got to be like one of our favorite players. Like it obviously, any... it obviously scares you looking at him. You know, playing special uh, the punts. I get it. Dion did it his whole career. Yeah, but it gives me flashbacks to Jason Seahorn in that preseason game where he blew out his knee returning and kicking a meaningless preseason game and he was out for the whole year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that you know basically I mean? ruined Jason Seahorn's career. Exactly. He's still best white cornerback I ever saw. Name a better one. At the end of the day, when you can go six and three in the final nine games and you play a whole season without Saquon Barkley, your best I mean, he's our best player, right? He's our best would you agree? Yeah, hundred percent. Hands down. It's not and it's not even really close, I don't think. Um no. no. I mean, when when you can build a culture like that without without Saquon and like it's just like you you got i mean it's inevitable where you have to put stock on this team for next season I mean, we yeah. already kind of know we know what our opponents believe it or not if you if you saw we know what our opponents will be for our home and away schedule next year too by the way we got the AFC West by the way 
it looks like our home schedule looks like pretty light and then our away schedule definitely <laughs> there's a couple there's a couple teams on there that you're like ah oh, shit like it'll be a nice it'll be a fun season next year but they got to somehow figure out a way to elevate you know you can't you can't go backwards and you can't stalemate at six wins next year this team has to figure out a way to like jump the course and and get like three extra wins uh, right. we went four and two we went four and two in the NFC East this year and uh, all we needed was that extra win, man, because we had beaten. I think that's what hurts we too. Could have, we we could have been five and one if Evan Ingram would have fucking caught it. <sighs> Ingram, our Pro Bowl tight end. Fuck. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what would you think the first course of action would be to uh, to sign Leonard Williams to a long-term deal, right? That would be the first course of action because Joe Judge, first of all, is like in love with this guy anyways, even off the field. So that would be the first course of action is to give this guy the deal of a lifetime that he's that he earned. He earned it. He earned it. He earned it. He earned it. You can't you can't let him go because if you plug in a nice defensive end through the draft or maybe free agency. I mean, holy shit, dude. I mean, now now it's like our defense is at a whole other fucking level. Um, if it wasn't good to begin with. I think like our by the way, our run our run stop yesterday much improved against Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard. I don't know. Our run our run stop can be I mean, maybe it's with anybody in the league, but you know, our run stop the last prior weeks was terrible. That's terrible, yeah. No, I agree with you, but if you're going to pay Leonard Williams, the the thing that everybody brings up is how are you going to pay Dalvin Tomlinson and Sexy Dexy? Like, how are you going to pay everybody? But the way I look at it. You might have to. I think Dalvin's a free agent. And I think it's right. unfortunately. And Dalvin, by the way, he's a captain on this team. He's not just like, you know, like, and he's like, what? I mean, like, he's considered to be like slightly above average as if as a defensive i mean i don't i don't think he's Lindball joseph um but like he's he's like slightly above average right i mean with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I mean, he does a lot of things out there. He's not great. You know, Leonard Williams, though, on the other hand, is great. And you got to go with that. Yeah, absolutely. He had 11 and a half sacks, Corey. He didn't have 11 and a half sacks in his entire career with the fucking Jets. So, yeah, so I don't think, I think... I think one of them has to go. I mean, certainly Dalvin, you'll save less money, but you're you're regressing huge. You you got to go Leonard and. Um, well, what I was thinking too is if you're thinking of it like this, like the Giants are on the up, right? Right. Maybe maybe some like like Leonard Williams discount. Said, Leonard Williams said in his interview, "I already made a lot of money. I was a first round high first round draft pick." Yeah. Like, I'm Maybe he'll take a little less seeing what happened this year, and yeah, maybe yeah. everybody else will follow suit. Like, Dude, all right, I'll take a little less money to put a better core around us so we can sure. get the 
bro, you really haven't heard. Like, there's been a little bit of, like, influx in the Giants locker rooms under McAdoo and Pat Shermer. And it wasn't just because of Odell Beckham. There was, you know, there was disruption. And it seems like this team is out for each other, like, in a good way. Like, everybody yeah, they got each everybody. other's backs. They got each other's backs. And, and that's, like, a big step in the right direction to, like, for everyone to play as, like, one unit. Um, yeah, and Dante yeah. Pettis has to stay. I liked what I saw out of him in the last two games. Um, He was a second-round pick. He didn't get a fair shake where he was at last time. I think if it's the right system, keep him. You got him cheap. What, what, what's like what, worst case scenario? He just doesn't do it, and you cut him. Best case scenario, he flourishes. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, they don't really. He doesn't see the field that much. It's not like he's targeted all. But he has the last two weeks. He scored a touchdown. He made a couple big catches. Okay, I mean, listen. I mean, you know, we can bring him up. Forty-three yards and a touchdown. Take that touchdown off the board. The Giants lose. I'm saying I think you're overblowing it out of proportion a little bit. I mean, I'm not, like, super high on Dante Pettis. I can live without him. I don't think that's exactly – yeah, he had two targets. Get rid of Golden Tate. Get rid of Golden Tate. I don't want to see him on the roster next year. Taking up all yeah. that money and not doing shit. I got you. Well, here's another positive, I guess I can say, is Andrew Thomas was PFF graded best this season so far, 82-something. And uh, another positive about the offensive line is that they uh, they all were one coat. You know, they were they were all healthy together this year, which was great to see. Um, I think going forward next year, Nate Solder is essentially still under the books with us. Um, obviously, I would plug him in. You know, unless they want to just eat up the rest of his contract, but I'd give him another shot if he wants to return to be our right tackle. And, uh, you know, look, I mean, I know you like Nick Gates. I'm still open to maybe exploring the, you know, the, the free agent market or, or drafting another guy to at least come in to challenge him for the job. But I'll say one thing about Nick Gates is that he was the only offensive lineman that played every single snap this season for the job. Yeah. I mean, right now, all I can say is I'm proud of where the Giants came from. They were one and seven. They could have laid down. They could have finished three and thirteen, four and twelve, not even had a shot at the playoffs. But they fought. They battled every day. They didn't let the circumstances define them. They didn't let the lack of preseason define them. They kept pushing every day to get better. And they got better week by week. And that's all you can ask for from your fucking football team, man. Like, you know, the guys that they have, the core group of guys that they have right now with Daniel Jones, Leonard Williams, Sterling Shepard, like, you can build around that. Saquon Barkley's going to come back next year. Hopefully he's 100% same guy he was. You know, Daniel Jones had a – look at his stats. He was 17-25 for 229 yards, averaged 9.2 a pass, two touchdowns, and one interception. That interception is on fucking Evan Ingram. So he shouldn't have had an interception. And he should have had like three or four touchdowns. You know what I mean? You correct all that. You make all those corrections. And the Giants are a team to be messed with. 
I'm not trying to be too anal, but like I've been, you know, throughout Daniel Jones' season that like some of those completions were oh, they weren't the best throws though. And he's been doing that all yeah, season. Yeah, but Eli didn't make the best throws either. They were all wounded ducks half the time. But when the receivers make the catch and they make the plays and it's a touchdown and it's in the end zone, that's seven points. That's all that I, I I I understand, by the way, shout out to Eli Manning for a couple things. It was his birthday, 40th birthday yesterday. And you want to well, talk about crazy. something? Dude, this guy is so plugged into the Giants, man. I love him so much, man. He's like, that's how you start off a must-win game when we scored a touchdown when he posted on Twitter. And then he wrote down, this is why we hate the Eagles later that night. Yeah, fuck Philly. Um, Sterling Shepard had a great game. He had eight catches, 112 yards, two touchdowns. I said that before. Darius Slayton, Darius Slayton. I hype, Dude, Darius, if you're listening, I hyped you up all offseason. And you, I think you slept through. I mean, slept through the whole season, dude. I, I don't remember. He scored a touchdown week one. I think that was the last touchdown he scored, if I'm not mistaken. But Evan Ingram, sorry, yes, he had two catches for 17 yards and he fucking interception. I don't know how you made the Pro Bowl, Evan, but congratulations, I guess. You know what I mean? I guess uh, Shepard. All right, so I'm just gonna read off real quick. So Wayne Gallman is a free agent. I bring him back. I bring Wayne Gallman back, hundred percent. Alfred Morris, Austin he, he, Johnson. He, he needs to go. Alfred Morris got to go. Okay, he's not Terry. He did okay. Uh, he did all right, but we still got Devontae Freeman too. So, Alfred Morris. You know who could go? Dion Lewis. He's a free agent. God, I mean, Dion. But he can pick the keep. No, but why was he our? Uh, why was he our, our kickoff returner? He fumbled I twice, have, and then he fumbled not. in that Philly game, I and then. Not. He was terrible, dude. He, he ran one. He ran one the other week against Baltimore, decent, but that was about it, man. I mean, he stinks. Um, Cam Fleming, Colt McCoy, Kyle Fackrell are also free agents. I would bring back Kyler. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably, like I said to you, man, I'm trying to bring in someone competitive to uh, compete with Daniel Jones as a backup quarterback, whether that's exhausting a draft you pick. You need a viable backup quarterback. Nobody needs to compete with Daniel Jones. They need to come in and be a, a backup that you can rely on. Like the Cowboys, they got Amy Dalton, a guy that started in the league for nine years and brought the Bengals to the playoffs. Like I'm tired of having these backups, David Carr, fucking Jared Lorenzen mixing the Gatorade and shit. Like, I want an actual backup that when the game's on the line. Like, Cole McCoy, he did his job once. How about Davis Webb? Davis Webb. He was on the roster for years for no reason. Geno Smith. Geno Smith. That was retarded. And, And who was the other one? Oh, Jesse Palmer. Jesse Palmer was, he was there for decades. Didn't do a goddamn thing. Tim Hasselbeck. Tim Hasselbeck. I mean, we're I mean, we're going into the depths of Giants backup quarterback hell right now. But so what? But what you're trying to point out to me is that Colt McCoy could suffice. Essentially, is what you're saying. I'm saying yeah. to you. I'm saying to you. All right. Maybe let me like rephrase it. Not necessarily someone to compete for the job, but like I think to get. Fuck it. It's like Aaron Rodgers, like the Packers drafting Jordan Love. He's like, 
that's a fucking joke. I mean, if this kid thinks he's really going to see the field just because I'm 37 years old, I'm just going to win the MVP award and throw a career-high 48 touchdowns. And get the number one seed. So if you're listening to me, John, I'm not saying let's invest our 11th overall pick in a quarterback, but I wouldn't be opposed if we take one in the third or fourth round. You know what? Because at the end of the day, Daniel Jones's rookie contract is going to come up, and are you really going to want to pay this guy 80 to $90 million potentially to a long-term deal and pretty much have what Philly is going through right now with Carson Wentz? I'm not he, sold on him if yet. He can, if he can prove next year that he's the franchise quarterback that we drafted him as, then yes. He's got to win 10 games. He's got to win gotta 10. Win He's got to win 10. And uh, and I, I said, I said, let's try to win nine games. If I, I want Daniel Jones to win 10 games and to fight in the playoffs. And I think with a fully healthy roster and everything else, I think 10 is doable next year. Here's the thing though, John, it's really not even like, are we really kidding ourselves that like, it's not even like that big of a deal. Like Ryan Tannehill, he's not a great quarterback. Look what he's been able to do. I, I look at him celebrating on the field yesterday and like, he doesn't have the most talent in the world. We're not asking Daniel Jones to be, you know, throwing for 4,800 yards like Deshaun Watson did. We're not asking Daniel Jones to throw 48 touchdowns or have magic throws like Patrick Mahomes. We're, we're just asking him have a pretty good touchdown, you know, interception ratio. Start getting the ball out a little quicker. And if you can't find anything, get rid of the ball so you're not fumbling 15 times a season. I mean, and, and get a little bit more zip on your passes for crying out loud. But listen, easier than said than done. He did try to get a little mobile yesterday for the first time. Eh, at least he wasn't gimpy, but you can tell he was like on gear number three instead of his normal gear number five. Five, right. Yeah. I mean, but like you said, like I said, and everybody else said, we played meaningful games up until the last game of the season. The Giants are going to be back next year with a full Arsenal team, Saquon Barkley. It That's what it's going to be. The Giants are going to be in contention for the NFC. They're going to win that shit next year, and I'm going to buy the T-shirt, and I'm going to bring it to Richie. I'm going to bring it to Richie. When we win that champion division next year, we're going to bring it to Rich. Listen, and uh, – and... And I love that idea, by the way. I, I want to make another. I just want to say that, dude. Like, his mom texted me earlier, right before we started to record. And, you know, I, that's why I wanted to do the song and I wanted to do all that. But, you know, going there with his mom, it made this all real to me. You know, that 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 it could easily be me or it could easily be you. You know what I mean? And our parents are going to the cemetery every day, you know, trying to bury us. But it's at the end of the day, like I will never let that man's name die in vain. Everybody gave up on him. I never gave up on him. Corey never gave up on him. We were here for him to the end and we're still here for him now. You know what I mean? And his family and his son, you know, that's just love. Like I haven't, you know, we haven't seen each other. Corey lives in Pennsylvania. I live in New Jersey. We still speak on a weekly basis. Yeah, we do the podcast. Like, this is real. Like, this is real life shit. Like, we battle this shit every day. You know what I mean? They might not know what we're talking about, but if you if you know, then you know. 
You know what I mean? I'm just going to leave it at that because I'm not putting anybody's business out there. But at the end of the day, Giants fan, anything else, it's all love from Listen, us. Listen, bro, I mean, Rich was one of those guys. Uh, he was a diehard. He bled blue. I went to the Steelers game with him in Heinz Field, yeah, bro, I during my, my 25th man. birthday. You know, I, I've been to other games with him. I've been to games with you. I mean, Me too, uh, yeah. Honestly, bro, next year, God willing, if this COVID shit goes away and we can go to MetLife next year, Corey, I'm telling you, me, you, Lisa, Richie Lowen III, we're going to MetLife. As bad as that stadium sucks donkey nuts, we're going to go and we're going to cheer for the Giants, just like Richie will want us to do. You know what I'm saying? Wave the towels. We wave the towels. I had my 2000 NFC Championship game towel out yesterday just for the fuck of it. Because if there was a game at MetLife yesterday, they would have handed out towels regardless of the beat the, record. Beat, the, beat the living piss out of Dante Culpepper and the Vikings that year. Beat them bad. Yeah. We beat them bad, Corey. And I just want to end it off with this. I started this podcast back in July. I didn't think any of you would ever want to listen to this. From where we started at to where we are now, and James Bloff, dude, if you're listening, bro, you're still a part of this. I know you got your job, and, you know, you're selling houses. Maybe you sell me my first house. Who knows? You know, that's the team, you know. Like, we never got a full episode with me, Corey, and James all together. But y'all heard us talk throughout the season. And, you know, we gave it our all week in and week out. You know, Corey, Corey, in the beginning, I didn't know if Corey was going to make it to the end of the year. That's why I got James. James was Mr. Just-In-Case. Like, if Corey <laughs> fucking fell off the wagon, like, halfway through the season, I needed another fucking co-host. But now we're a team. We're not a fan. That kind of, not that kind of wagon, though. No, not that kind of wagon. No, but the wa- the wagon when you're one and seven and you just don't give a shit. One and seven wagon and the six and ten and you can be happy and we can smile about that shit. Yeah, you know what I mean, but you know, and I, you know, I, you know, I honestly, when I started the podcast, my main goal was to bring Giants Twitter closer together. And I think yeah, I, I, th- I, th- I, th- I think you've accomplished that. You've I you've entered. Yeah, you've entered, you've networked with a lot of cool dudes that do podcasts. Of, I mean, oh, I've had I've had Dominic Rogers Cromarty on, Mr. Ooh, <laughs> I remember that, that. That was a great interview. We had I Lance know. Meadow. We had Lance Meadow. We had Paul Dettino. We had uh, Bruce Stacey Johnson. Miller, Bruce Johnson, Super Bowl MVP. Like we had license we plate had guy. License plate guy. We had Talking Giants, Bobby Skinner, Justin Pennick. Like, come on, man. And Justin Penning said, oh, you picked a horrible time to start a podcast. And I was like, no, I picked a great time to start a podcast because nobody was doing shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, listen, I mean, tell the audience that does listen, you know, what we plan to do. I mean, we're not going away. I mean, we want No, to we're not something. going away. Listen, this is, this is what I'm going to tell you. We're not going anywhere. Just because Giants football is over, that doesn't mean always the Giants podcast is over. We are going to continue to work and move forward with it. We're going to try to do Yankees, Rangers, Knicks, Rutgers basketball, whatever we can do to keep you informed on the sports that come out of New Jersey. Because that's where we're from. We rep New Jersey, right, Corey? 
Yeah, New Jersey, New York, tri-state area, but you know, also, also just from uh, you know, just, just, you know, we're general sports fans too, so we will we cover it all pretty much. We man. cover it all. Yeah, we'll we'll talk shit about anybody, but want to talk yeah. about the Buffalo? You guys want to talk about the Buffalo Sabers or Taylor Hall and Jack Eichel? I don't give a fuck. Give, give me. I mean, give me. yeah, that's that, that's all you though. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> Yo, for real, from the. I'm just bottom. saying. I'm just saying. I don't think people really know about me and my knowledge, and I'm not trying uh, to toot my own horn. But toot, toot, motherfucker! Like he knows a lot of his shit. Like, uh, all man. everything, like, everything that I've learned. Basically, it came from you. It came from Steve Summers. That's another one. Another shout out I want to give to Steve Summers. The smooths on the overnights. I called him like three weeks ago. He told me to send me the podcast info. I sent it to him on Twitter. Who knows if he ever got it or not? But I, I know, I know schmooze, and I'll tell you, I'm not to like break your heart here, but he doesn't give a shit. But yeah. he did like you as a call. Listen, me listening to that because I had to work with Schmooze. We're going to have Lori Rubinson on. We're going to get her on maybe during the offseason. We can talk. The Schmooze liked you, though, John, when you called. He actually liked you. I know when the Schmooze does not like a caller, he genuinely enjoyed that phone call of yours. Which yeah, is I know. There was a couple times he thought he was getting prank phone called. And I was listening. I'm like, Steve, they're not pranking you. They're. That was a serious fucking question, but you know, it, it's all good, man. Like at the end of the day, and one of the, one of the main things that I want to stress to anybody, if you ever wanted to start a podcast or you wanted to start anything, you know, do it, just do it. Just like Nike, bro. Like I didn't think anybody was going to listen to this shit. It's not about the quality or the quantity of people that download your podcast weekly. You know, it's about the community that you build. It's quantity over quality. Or wait, let me say it again. It's quality over quantity. And I made some great friends, man. Uh, Jack, Talking Big Blue with JQ, check him out. I mean, Danny Dimes Pod, like they all do great shows, man. And like, it's all love, man. Like, if you ever need anything, you just reach out, please. Like, we're here. Corey, we need to make a Twitter so you can fucking interact with these people. Because uh, It's fun. I do have a Twitter, at Soup and Sports. I need to get my login again. But if there is one social media outlet that, like, I need to get back on, no, no doubt. Like, it's not Snapchat. It's not IG. It's not TikTok. Yeah, it is Twitter. I like I like the fact that you can like at least throw an interaction to anybody at any given time. Any given time, and you might get an answer from one of your idols, man. Carl Banks. Carl Banks has retweeted me and and sent me comments and stuff. Like, come on, man. When did you get that on any other social? I got media? in a fight. I got in a fight with Jeff Schwartz, former offensive lineman back then. Oh, G.R. Swartz, he's a dick. He fucking doesn't know what he's talking about anyway. That's what I mean, John. That's what I mean, exactly. But at the end of the day, if you listen, if you if you didn't listen, if you hyped this up, you didn't hype this up, yo, it's all love, yo, like, for real. Like, from the bottom of my heart, thank y'all for listening. And this ain't the end. I'm just telling you, like, I'm wrapping it up like we're wrapping it up because it's the end of the football season. But... From the bottom of my motherfucking heart, guys, thank you guys so much for giving me something to do every week so that I felt like I was a part of something. 
for the first time in my motherfucking life. And I'm 30 years old. Corey's 29. Like, you know, and this could be a thing, you know, and we're going to, like I said, the umbrella is going to pop out one day and we're going to start doing Knicks, Nets, Rangers, fucking Rockers basketball, all of that. So with that being said, from the bottom of my motherfucking heart, guys, thank you so much. And Corey, one last time for the season, and we'll be back next year. G-Man.